Welcome to episode number 118, My Brand. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, and Gabe. That's right, folks, my brand. In this episode, the crew discusses their brand in three words. We talk about pride, our legacy, good versus bad brands, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Simon Manwarning, by Simon Mainwaring and Jeff Bezos. All right, if you're new, guys, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, we drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. With that being said, we define the word brand by dictionary.com. Kind, grade, or make, as indicated by a stamp, trademark, or the like. A kind or variety of something distinguished by some distinctive characteristic. What do you guys think? Is that brand or what? It is what it is. Um, All right, cool. Uh, So what I did was I went to digitalmarketinginstitute.com and went to an article titled Seven Steps to Building Your Personal Brand. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're going to go to this uh, little article here, again, from digitalmarketinginstitute.com. And the seven steps that they're saying um, is... First of all, step number one, determine and prioritize your values and passions. Values are things that you believe are important in the way you live and work. They're at the core of who you are as a person. Determine your priorities. Some examples of values include friends, family, honesty, community, ambition, when faced with difficult decisions. Um, All right, so values are important for business, especially during job search, Mm -hmm. right? Passions are always uh, are ways we enjoy spending your time. Um, what do you guys think about that? Like, so the first step is determine and prioritize your values and passion. Um, I think that is the first thing to understanding your brand, right? You can't mm-hmm. be a brand without understanding what your values and passions are. Um, you know, understanding our values is obviously core um, to our message. So obviously you guys know that I'm taking a course, um, uh, Marketing 510 at Drexel University, and one of the first things they say is not to drift from who you are and what your brand is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's a there's this company, um, Asics. You guys know Asics, Asics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So Asics had this thing. Uh, there, there's this whole you know article and and you know they dive into wh- this whole marketing campaign that they were doing. So Asics has three core. Um, I guess, branches of their brand, right? So it's like the serious runner, mm-hmm. the fun runner, and then like the lifestyle portion. Okay. So the lifestyle portion is a lot of what we wear, right? So it's like yeah. those, the yeah. tiger or whatever it is, the yeah. uh, A6 tiger or whatever. The they have like the gummy yeah. uh, soles or whatnot. Yeah. And then they have like what they call the fun runner, which is actually something that's supporting someone's feet and ankle yeah. uh, while they're jogging. Okay. But it's not a two hundred dollar shoe, yeah. okay. right? And then they have the serious runner, which Asics is known for. Yeah. Um, they sell. I didn't even realize this. Asics sells like a two hundred dollar shoe, yeah. um, and forty <laughs> percent of marathon runners wear Asics. Huh. And so obviously they capitalized on who they are, you know, and what their brand is. So the thing was. They acquired 
Um, you guys know like these devices that track like the distance of what, what you run. Walking. So yeah. Nike yeah. has it like in their shoe or yeah. whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah. So they they uh, they purchased they acquired um, it's something runner something runner I forget what it is but it's this device that they're implanting in their shoes and it's tracking their mileage yeah. or whatever. Like GPS that thing. Or? Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. um, so with that being said, they're trying to attract the fun runner because apparently the fun runner is now the biggest. Yeah. Um, you know, segment of 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 running, and then people in marathons um, is actually participation is going down by ten to twenty percent. Wow. Really? So a lot of what what's uh, what's fascinating is a lot of what people are participating in is are five Ks and ten okay. Ks, which is yeah. funny because wow, that's what yeah. we're participating, what we yeah. which is like the the fun. You know, that's what they're calling the fun uh, the fun runner. So that segment has blown up. So that's why that's what they're trying to tap into. So this whole article is basing off of. What, what they're saying, step one is determine and prioritize your, your values and passions. That's perfectly fine. But they're also saying don't go away from what you're known for, right? Mm -hmm. right. So if ASICS is known for their serious runner, they're selling a $200 shoe, the question then becomes, is it right for them to now go towards this fun runner segment? Where they're spending, I think it was like $85 million to acquire this company, this device. Holy crap. Um, that's a lot of that's, money. That's yeah. a lot, yeah. yeah. The thing for me was, uh, so the, the, the professor was asking, you know, was this, is this a good decision? I'm like, they already made the decision, yeah. right? They already acquired this company. I'm like, you right. have to make, at this point, you have to now make it work. Mm -hmm. And now if you want to tap into one of the largest running markets um, out there, then this is what you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then they're also asking like, where should you allocate your marketing, you know, money and all this other good stuff. But it was interesting because that's what I, that was the first thing I thought of, um, was ASICs when it says determine your, uh, prioritize your values and passions. So that's step one. So that makes sense though, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You have to identify who you are. Yeah. Then step two is define your key traits. What helps you stand out from the crowd. These elements are make you unique and they help shape the personality and your identity. The big five personality traits, openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism. <laughs> That's very interesting, right? So define your key traits. So define you know, what you're good at. So it's understanding what my passion is, right? And then understanding what makes that, what makes me good at that, right? Okay. So yeah. what are my yeah. key traits? Yeah, that can be my passion, but if I right. stink at it, that's not, you know, it's sure. not very <laughs> helpful, right? <laughs> so if I understand what my passion is and then I identify those traits that make me good at what I'm excited about, mm -hmm. then you do it. Much, it'll be much better in the back end. Exactly. So that's huge. I mean, to me, that's a, that, you know, that's a straightforward, um, you know, step. So it says each of these traits is assessed on a scale and where you fall on a scale defines your unique personality. All right. Anyway, so let's move on to step three. Step three is develop your personal image. Once you know your values and passions and personality traits, it's time to start showcasing them. Here are some ways you can get started. Number one, have professional headshots taken and use them on LinkedIn. Wow, they're really trying to get the business out. Uh, <laughs> cultivate an email signature Specifics. that's unique to you. Build your credibility and content using your personal blog. Uh, you know, I, I'm assuming this is a little dated. Um, four, dress the part. Stay prepared for your networking events, big meetings, and keeping a fresh blazer. Goose, okay, your pants or your skirt. 
pressed and ready to go. What do you think about that Got one? Got my skirt ready. Oh, and make sure you update your MySpace account. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your MySpace. <laughs> I, think, I think this article is a tad bit dated. A little dated. Um, but obviously, uh, step three in developing your personal image, I think we all know that, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the thing, I, you guys know the motto that I teach James is like, um, look good, feel good, good, you feel good, you do good, if you yeah. do good, they pay Pain. good kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, that was one of those things um, you know, growing up, that was one of the things I know our mom instilled in us. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of like pre- presenting yourself in a in a specific way. Sure. Real, not realizing she, we were developing our own brand, yeah. right? Absolutely. So when yeah. the Bele- when the Velez brothers walk into a place, it's kind of like this is the feel that you get. You yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, or even like kind of like going back to like when you like all your different levels in school. So it's like oh, oh, you're his brother, so you already have like a. Uh, not a legacy, like a reputation. Yes, yeah, yeah, based yeah, yeah. on on you know on your brothers that you come before. You. Yeah, yeah, and we t- <laughs> we talk about that shit all yeah. the time. Um, it w- it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I was at the high school, you know, last week or whatever, and I was talking to the kids, and I'm thinking like building my legacy. I was trying to figure out a way how to separate myself from my brothers, not in a negative way, sure. but I was always getting called Little Miguel or Little Hector. And I'm like, I'm a total, I'm five, four and five years younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be my own person. So my fight for this whole thing was developing yeah. my own brand. So my mind, I was like, all right, so we're known as, you know, uh, you know, the pretty boy, whatever that whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, heck and goose had their own reputation, which is fine. But in my mind, I'm like, how can I totally be different? Be different? Yeah. <laughs> Change it up. So yeah, I, I got to switch this up. So I, I stuck with sports. I stuck with that whole thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna you know bust my tail off, and I want to go to school, the to to college for undergrad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to be my own person. How can I do this? So yeah. I just stuck yeah. with those things, and eventually, I was getting called by my name and not Little yeah. Miguel and Little sure. Hector, yeah. um, because I made my own name. But that was like one of those things I, I felt like I was fighting for. I was on a I was mission. drowning under their two names. Absolutely. Again, it wasn't a negative thing, but it was like at to a point you're like, dude, I want to be my own person. I'm not yeah. Little Miguel. First of all, it was I think it was like when I hit my growth spurt too, because I'm like, all right, I'm Little Miguel because yeah. I am little <laughs> actually smaller than him. Sure. Then you get to a point where you're like, dude, I'm like three inches taller, four inches, five inches taller than this dude. Yeah. I don't want to be called <laughs> little him. Sure. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, that was definitely it by uh developing my personal image. Uh number four, define your target audience. It's impossible to make everyone like you. So why would you try to appeal to everyone when building your personal brand? Defining a target audience is important for organizations and it's also important for individuals. Think about when you're younger and when you made sure you get request approved from your parents when you're in a good mood. The basic example teaches an important lesson. It's best to invest your time and energy into an audience that is more likely to give you your desired outcome. That's hilarious. I used to wait for my mom to be in a good mood to ask for something. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I could sleep over my boy's house or something. Yeah, yeah, that timing. You catch her sideways, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know you're getting it wrong. No to everything. Yeah, Yeah, you're getting the wrong answer. You got to set yourself up, right. Um, (laughs) But that's interesting, like knowing knowing who your audience is. Absolutely. Um, one of the things is with like the blessed brand, which is hilarious because people are like, Oh, what, you know, what religion or what association are you with? I'm like, I'm not with an association. This is a lifestyle brand. And I have to, I feel like I'm repetitively and that's fine explaining myself. Yeah. Um, but what's hilarious is like when you do uh, ads with Facebook, you have to pick an audience, right? So what is your niche? You have to pick 
you have to target that, and then you can actually pick specific groups of huh. people, not only age groups, um, you know, whatever their their likes and and interests are, and then obviously beliefs. So it, it has yeah. all this stuff, right? Um, and actually, it even goes down to what they're involved, like what their careers are. Oh, okay. So I have a gr- I have different groups. So I'm do- I'm in a testing what they call a testing phase. So one of my groups is a, is actually a religious group. Yeah. So I picked people that that was actually my first group that I made off of you know the Facebook ads. I'm like, yeah. let's start there. That's the base, and then see what their trends are okay. and what their patterns are based off that. So if I see that if someone between 18 and 25 is not picking up my stuff who sure. also likes you know whatever reading the bible sure okay so then i missed that mark how can i capture that one number two maybe that's not my market right right so it's i'm in this testing phase where i'm picking out picking all out these to see who exactly yeah so right now the thing with facebook though man it's tough to get approved for these ads yeah, so finally yeah, yeah i i i finally got approved for like this shop now um, button, oh, nice. but I'm trying to get approved for each post because okay. then they themselves promote it. Okay. Uh, so they're so saying they put it out. this post that you just posted of all these kids wearing a blessed shirt is getting way more likes than all your other posts. Yeah. Do you want to boost it? That's that's their terminology. Yeah, Boosting yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. like marketing this specific post yeah. to a much broader audience. Yeah, so that comes out and they're like, how much, you know, what what's your budget? How long do you want this ad to go? Okay. And all those things keep getting denied. I'm like, you're the one who asked me to do it. I try <laughs> to do it and for whatever reason it keeps getting denied. Yeah. So I don't know if they even approved my um my other one where it's like the the purchase button. I have no idea. But all of this is me trying to define my audience. Sure. Um, which is what they're saying step four is. Um, anyway, moving right along. So numbers, uh, step five, build your online presence. All right? From Twitter to podcast, blogs to Facebooks, to establish your personal brand, you must get your voice out there. First, you must secure URLs, rotatedviews.com, blessed with the three, the first E, turn that into a three, dot com or blessedlife.com, jimmyleevelez.com, jimmylee-velez.com, Um that's what securing your URLs. Yeah. Are. I actually have a bunch of URLs just. Do you feel in secure with all those URLs right now? You don't. You don't know. <laughs> hey, listen, yo, there's companies out there ready to rob you for oh, yeah. whatever oh, yeah. you're just squatting on the URL. Yeah, to take exactly. Because yeah. then they want you to pay them yeah. whatever Trying a grip for you that. Step ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. that URL. Because you get big enough, and then yeah, you, gotta, right, you want that domain. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so secure <laughs> obviously secure your URL, social or social usernames. I guess that means social media. Um, sure. this includes, all your handles. Yeah, all your handles. This includes both your personal website and any social networks you choose to join. Um, tools like Noem and Namecheck can help you check availability, availability across hundreds of social communities. If your preferred name has already been chosen, try using dashes, underscores, or numbers to find the best one that fits your brand. This is all pretty straightforward stuff sure. to uh, build your online presence. Um, I got to tell you, though, that is like probably one of the hardest things is getting a website that's not general, um, that's more specific to who you are, but then sure. relatable because you don't want that whole like, you know, HectorLewisVelez.com. Um, so you know what so I mean? Like it's like over the top, <laughs> yeah. uh, specific. Oh, yeah. They'll look at him like, nah, like you're trying to catch it, like catch that niche, but it's like also like, I don't know, a little too specific. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so step six, this is how I know this is super old is start blogging. It's saying start. 
2018. Uh, many marketers <laughs> consider blogging to be the best way to build a business, but they can also be influential when building a personal brand. Once you have started your website, use the complete guide to building your blog audience to get started with blogging. Well, I guess that can be changed now to vlogging. I guess you do yeah, online vlogging, videos yeah. and all stuff. Just, just yeah, videos yourself doing you know doing everyday stuff, life type stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean that's 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 probably one of the the biggest things. So so here's the thing. So when we went from like Twitter, the reason why I like Instagram and Facebook more than Twitter is because Twitter is just words. Yeah, right. And a lot of times it's like, dude, I'm looking at a computer screen or reading all day anyway. The last thing I want to do is read, read. especially mm-hmm. other people's opinions. Sure. Right? <laughs> so it is not, you know, not what I'm excited. I think at this point you can post uh, uh, pictures, but yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram then started getting based off just pictures. That's how they got started. But beyond that, if you see like the people with the most following, it's beyond pictures. Yeah, it's yeah. little snippets of videos that are like yeah. under a minute mm-hmm. long that captures people's attention span because no one wants to, I mean, most people, unless they're watching a movie, doesn't want to watch anything more that's, you know, sure. more than two or three minutes, right? right? That's the whole thing with like music. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why it ranges between two and three and a half minutes. You're only going to capture someone's attention on a specific subject for so long. Unless you're giving money away or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise it's just not even like that attractive or whatever. Right. On to the next song after like halfway listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, but these videos, is it not interesting? When we're watching on Instagram, oh, yeah. it's super yeah. interesting. Uh, World Star Hip Hop is the best for that. Where they have, you know, it could be a music video. It could be someone doing something funny. It could be like a magic trick, whatever. It could be, you know, the fight clips, whatever they have on yeah. there. It's... Apparently, it's appealing, clearly, um, because it's capturing the audience for these small little segments. Sure. Kevin Hart's handle on Instagram is interesting, too, because he does the same thing. Although he posts, obviously, he's a comedian, so the majority of the stuff that he does is funny. Sure. Um, but a lot of it is capturing, people are very interested, maybe nosy, people will say, into your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're capturing your life in small day little day, segments, yeah. Yeah. people are very fascinating. That's what exploded YouTube. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. people literally had what you're saying, vlogs, yeah, yeah. of what they do. Literally, there's kids opening boxes of brand new toys, yeah. and people love, love to that. watch yep. it. Oh, yeah. But yeah it, and that's, that's the same thing in, in my world, in barber industry. Before, when Instagram was just pictures, it was you're showing like a dope cut, like a nice haircut. Yeah. Now yeah. you can actually show a video of you doing that cut. Yeah. And like, like me, I, I, I find like a haircut that looks nice, appealing. So I'm staring at it, but then that's it. There's nothing else. If the next like swipe over to video and I'm watching it, yeah, it yeah. drew more of my more, attention. Yeah, it's like more yeah. appealing. So I'm going to keep going on that person's like videos and look, probably look through all of them. Yeah. Instead of just like look at a picture and that's it. Boom. Keep it moving. Yeah. And a, and a lot of it is how, how are you? So this goes back to branding. How are you separating yourself from other people? Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, Especially like the, I guess, short attention span version of it. I could, it's a now defunct like thing. I figure what was it like that one thing? It was like a social media thing, but it was only like you can only post like six second videos. I think it, it was uh, Instagram. It was Instagram first, Instagram started out. It was like there was something, something else though. I forget what the name of it is. But I mean, Not it, Snapchat. It was something else. There was something before, like six seconds long, and then Vine. 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 Yeah. Vine that's, that's what it was. Yeah, but yeah. Then people got like yeah. It's like you. It was like goofy stuff, whatever, with the, with the Vine. But then. People got super creative with it and did like all kinds of weird magic tricks and like had them all streamed together and made some one. Yeah, like in six yeah. seconds, yeah, they're doing course. one second clips, clips yep. and then putting them like piecing them then together. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. I mean, you got to get crazy, 
creative with that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's the whole thing with um, you know writing lyrics or writing a poem or something. When you're constricted, you know, like like a haiku or something, mm-hmm. like types oh, yeah, yeah. of poems, you have to have specific categories that you have to hit to Absolutely, make it yeah. to make it an actual haiku or whatever yeah that's what makes it difficult i feel like you're constrained and you're 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 limited with your creativity to an extent or in music when you have to rhyme uh one line to the next Absolutely. <laughs> that's what makes it super Some people hard can just be all over the place and be like what right. the heck is this mess yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whether it's a picture or song or, or music or whatever right. like you said dude. yeah so even some stories i see some people write some stories and it'll go from like yeah i took a walk down the park i saw this oh yeah look at that boat like what the heck? <laughs> what's in front what's of them? <laughs> Yo, but they're describing what's really sure. in front of them. But we yeah. we're behind the scenes. We don't know, know what, what the heck's heck. going. They're walking by the river or something. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like there's yeah. there's people who don't know how to paint <laughs> yeah. paint the picture paint as the picture in, right in out, words yeah. or or verbally like right. But then like the whole part is capturing. If you can capture that moment, sure. It's the hardest thing. It's also the most obnoxious thing when you see people like constantly with their phones out and like trying to capture something that didn't yet happen, but then you're hyped and you're excited that they did capture something when it's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what I mean? Because the majority of the time, it's hard. Like, you know, I started James' whole, you know, YouTube uh, channel or whatever. It's hard to, ca- he's just naturally goofy and funny kid. Sure. But to, like, when you start. The film starts rolling. It's hard for him to be natural because that's not because he normal. knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows right. That, that but if on. you start doing it enough, that becomes natural or normal. It's like yeah. these reality TV shows yeah. that can't be normal for a camera to be you know following you following, the whole time. Yeah. But after a while, you don't even realize it's there. Yeah, yeah. you start you know it's like like Nova or Danica the other day. She's walking around. She's like. Dad, look, Dad, look at my Snapchat. She had the phone on oh video, and she's walking around, and she's saying, thank you, guys, and just like my channel. And she's just going off. I'm like, my three-year-old is talking about like my channel, yeah, thumbs yeah, up yeah. it. I'm like, like yeah, subscribe. Heck? Yeah, like and subscribe. Dad, my Snapchat. And then she goes, So the phone shut off, and she's like, Dad, my Snapchat is off. I'm like, why Snapchat? Why can't you just say your video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she associates that with uh, Yeah, everything. the camera's on is Snapchat. I'm like, That's hilarious. the heck? Um, all right, so step seven, the last step. Following the footsteps of an expert, who do you admire inside or outside of the marketing industry? Here are examples of great personal branding from which you can borrow straight from the experts. Take note of how these individuals present themselves and their work. Um, Obviously, he's going to go into um, personal development people like Darren Hardy and Neil Patel. Um, And he says, ready to build your personal brand, start getting the skills you need to succeed in digital marketing with a professional diploma in digital marketing. So is that, we talk about this all the time, like getting a mentor, Mm -hmm. getting somebody. I know I just started this lifestyle brand and a friend of ours, Gilbert Rodriguez, who was on uh, episode 117, he says, I know a guy who is selling um, uh, his invention on Amazon, so let me hook you up. So the thing is, this guy, I already had this conversation, I had a conference call with this guy. And just with that, whatever it was, 30 or 45 minute conference call with this guy, he dropped nuggets and information that I was 100% unaware of, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's those little insights that if you can capture and grab, right? Instead of trying to like bang your head up against a wall a hundred million times, this person already did that. If you can, you know, associate yourself with who you're trying to be in the industry. Goose, I know in the barber barber industry, there's some people who are terrible. Oh, yeah. There's some people who are really good. Yeah. But if you can capture... <laughs> Yo, but it's crazy because when you do get it, it like, ding, it, it clicks in your head, it makes sense. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, it almost it sounds like so 
Like, why didn't I just think of that? Like, it sounds so it's like, like genius. Yeah, like, you're like, damn. Why at the same time, it sounds kind of not. I don't want to say dumb, but it's just like, dude, it does make sense the way they say, it, the way they put it together, the way they, whatever. But it does. But you can be in a conversation. This person can talk for like a half hour straight, and you just bing, bing, just a bunch bing. Of aha yeah. yeah, yo, yeah. and he, this dude probably has no clue. But you're just telling him just keep going, like, cause yeah. it does, it does. Uh, there are when you have someone that knows or, or well experienced in what you're your niche is, what you're looking for, Absolutely. That's it's huge. It's so well, huge. we talk about this all the time. A lot of the, you know, in the personal development industry, which is my industry, my favorite subject matter, a lot of the, the, the content is exactly the same, yeah. right? So obviously you guys know in my office, there's a ton of books all based off the same kinds of material. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's given from a different perspective. And once you oh, capture yeah. someone's perspective that you can yourself can relate to, yeah. that's yeah. a wrap. That's Absolutely. when it starts making yeah. sense. That's yeah. when yeah. it starts uh, you know, uh, clicking, like you're saying. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's what I was talking about uh, when Rhonda Dude. Byrne released The Power. Everything I was learning, right? Everything I was learning for years was like, that's great information. Like in my mind, I knew it was good information, but for some reason it wasn't 100% clicking. The way she worded her material yeah. clicked and it that's resonated right. with me. Yeah, and then you get so excited to, to apply that on on your on something else. Yeah. You try to use that technique or whatever. Yeah, you get so pumped up trying to like use that, that whatever you just learned, that little nugget. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's, for me, that's the best. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so if you guys were to um, brand yourself or come up with three words that's, that defines your brand, what do you think it would be? Well, mine, mine was just like I this phrase. Where it's not even a phrase. It's like two letters. It's B-U, like the letter B and letter U, like B-U. You should just do what you got to do. Your, your talent is in with, within you, so just yeah, yeah. be you. Just be natural. Some people try too hard to do something. It yeah. doesn't like... And it doesn't pan out. Just be you, be like original and whatever, and that's that. That it'll just come and play. Like that's so my thing. Like I just came up with like those two letters. I'm like be you. That's it. Like that's just my little phrase. And and anything. Just anyone asks you any kind of advice with anything. Just that's the, that's just like my main like slogan. Just be you. Yeah. Yeah, so we took this, so like you guys know, last week I was talking about this leadership class that I was taking at work or whatever called Great Beginnings. Well, in it, they're, they're asking, it's like, all right, if you could say your brand, whatever your, your personal brand, it's not, it doesn't have to be a business, it's who you are in three words. Now, in my mind, I'm like, three words? I'm like, that's tough, right? How can you describe who you are or whatever, who you want to represent in three words? So I was thinking, I'm like, all right, so I want to, like, the, the number one thing is, like, whatever I do, I want to be, um, you know, like a person of, obviously, influence, but of significance, Sure. right? So whatever I want to do, I want it to be, like, meaningful. Um, the other thing is something positive and me having enthusiasm towards it. So I'm going back with these words, right? Impact, enthusiasm. Something that I'm super excited about getting up every single day pumped up regardless of what happened what's happening in life what mood i'm in how exhausted i am from the previous day whatever i'm enthusiastic about what's about to take place regardless because i'm that excited about who i am mm. right and then the 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 last thing is um so is it impact enthusiasm oh and respect so i want to have the respect of the people that i respect right it was like you can respect that Right, like yeah. what what he's doing, that's mad respectful, or like, it's it's representative of, I guess, who we all want to 
be sure. or aspire to be, even if it's in like a different calling, um, that you respect that. There's nothing, I think, obviously there's things better, but one of the best things in life is getting the respect from people you respect. Mm. So if, whatever, like, so if you're a barber, right, and this fame, you respect this, you know, well-known barber, mm-hmm. wh- whoever that is, yeah. and they respect you, like they say something, they promote you, they say something about you or something, whatever. Yeah. There's, I think that's like that's one of huge. the dopest, yeah, yeah that's like yeah, one of the dopest definitely things. Definitely good feeling, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you put so much into... Well, people who are out there really getting it, you put up, you put so much into what you do. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The last thing you want is for it to fall on, you know, deaf ears. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there goes the impact. Yeah, yeah, Like, if I walk around, I'm like, I want, like, yo, this dude has a positive impact and I respect, I respect that. Yeah. And then I have, like, that smile on my face because I know what I'm doing is meaningful. Um, yeah, so this class, they gave us like a list. Uh, it was like a big Did they give list. you like a, a, a set of words or you just had to make up the words as you... They gave you a set of words. Um, but I made up, I think I made up the the impact one. They had other okay. words that basically meant that, but that it was like a word that popped in my head. Significance was the word. Like okay. Living a life of significance. It's crazy because it's like at first you were like, all right, what do I want? Like at the end of the day... You, you want to live a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Sure. A satisfying, fulfilling life. Um, that has, again, that has nothing to do with money, but it does. It has nothing to do with your friends, but it does, right? Mm-hmm. So it touches all these areas. Um, but th- the thing is, is that you don't need to be expert in every single area. Because sure. here's the thing. The part where the gratification comes is that what Goose is saying in his two little letters, be you, is that you know you're being true to yourself and our gift, what we always say, our gift back to God is, you know, sharpening or expressing the gifts he gave us, mm-hmm. right? So the talents that we're bestowed with, right, and making the most out of them. We talk, This all also goes back to being resourceful, mm-hmm. like reaching out. What is that? What is that? Oh, my gosh. I, always, I feel like I always forget this law. It was like the law of six degrees or... Um, six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation. <laughs> Um, that's how close we are to attaining or connecting with anyone and anything sure. in this world, mm-hmm. right? How wild that thought is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone, sure. right? And by six turns, I I know Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sure. like, yeah. what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but what's crazy, in two turns, right, uh, Cedric the Entertainer was wearing my blessed t-shirt, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's just wild and then, that can keep going from there so someone that he knows can go up to right and even bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so cedric knows uh post malone sure. whose best friend is justin bieber and bam i'm at justin bieber within five yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. How, that does crazy but how simple whatever that just feels or sounds um that's crazy because you don't realize how much influence how, how powerful we are individually you mm-hmm. yeah. um it's just it's just wild i i know going to uh uh going up the mountains was a thing of you know like my wife's side um of the family which i absolutely adored you know it's one of those things that i want to continue with my boys um is going up the uh you know for us it's uh you know upstate pa the poconos Mm. whatever and there's a i forget what the jail's called 
Oh my gosh, I forget. There's just anyway. So there's a small town um, in the Poconos uh, by between you know Big Boulder and Jim Thorpe. I forget what this little town is called. Uh, actually, it's Jim Thorpe. It's Jim Thorpe. Actually, yeah, in Jim Thorpe. Okay, so there's this little there's this little like strip in Jim Thorpe where mm. it's like kind of like out here, like a Mill Street, whatever. Yeah. But you're in the mountains. Okay, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, and there's some there's a, there was this Irish gang called something Molly. Mm. I for, I forget the Irish Molly. Or I forget. Anyway, so this guy um, apparently was wrongfully accused, and they hung him for uh, a crime or something like that. Um, well, anyway, so he put his handprint on the wall apparently, and it's his handprint is still there in the jail cell that he was in, and he wrote something or said something like let this. Let this day be known that you wrongfully accused and killed an innocent man. It was something to that caliber. And that struck me um, how long ago that was. And this gang is very small, you know, respectively speaking, compared to like the world. Yeah. And this little story is known literally around the world. Mm. And I was just going back to say how much impact we don't even realize we have in just being him. He was being honest. He was saying... Uh, allegedly saying what he felt was strong it was strong enough that his handprint is still there like i saw it myself um there's a, there's definitely a handprint yeah, on, what on is it wall. is it like like that he touched something and he th- like have ink onto the on, i don't know it how it's there wet? like that, the that is like hand honestly like i have no idea it's like a almost like it looks like a dirt mark like it's just dark almost like if you like colored your hand in like coal and then just slapped it up against a wall. Uh, so like he probably put ink it's on not, his It's hand. not that dark. It's not that dark. Like it's it's like years ago. Right. So it's like faded, but you can. It's definitely huh. a thumb and four fingers. Yeah. Wow. Um. And and I don't know how real it is, how fake it is. I have no idea. And how long ago was it? Like how far back? I forget. We'll we'll have to look it up. Jim Thorpe is a, is a historical like town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of history. It's There's a lot of cool stories. Hold on. Jim Thorpe himself was like a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Molly Maguires. Execution of Molly Maguires. And that's what the jail's called? That's the gang was called, Molly uh, Maguires. Uh, so they're a gang from like the 1800s. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, you said they were talking about like they hung him or whatever it was. Yeah, so yeah, that's definitely like yeah. way back when because that's... Yeah, so it's... Uh, John Kehoe, King of the Mollies, soon before his execution in 1878. 1878, um, wow. Anyway, long story short, this is like the 1800s, like this um, Irish gang that... Okay, so it says, behind the marker, on the wall of the old county jail in what was then Mock Chunk, which we all know that, and it's now called Jim Thorpe, uh, Pennsylvania is a handprint that, according to folklore, was made by Alex Campbell, one of four members in the Irish label organization called Molly McGuire's, executed on June 21, 1877. Insisting he was innocent, Campbell declared that this is proof of my words, that Mark will never be wiped out, and it never was. Hmm. Um, so there you have it. There, I guess, an Irish label organization that was against... Uh, I guess big business or people trying to take over yeah. um, and basically taking advantage of um, I guess immigrants or whatever of that mm-hmm. time. Sure. So they basically formed, which is a very traditional <laughs> thing that's not you know yeah odd against you know that that time period. 
but anyway, um, he made his brand. But anyway, I, I said that to, to say, you know, making your mark in history is one of those things that when you're deciding as to what my brand is, mm -hmm. these are one of the things to think about because we talk about legacy all the time. We talk about our kids. Um, so is your brand, when you think about who you are as a person, who you want your business to be um, and what you want to be remembered for, is that something you feel that you can hand down to your kids? It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, but I know for me, for myself, um, that's definitely one of those things that I strive for, mm -hmm. um, regardless if they take it or not. It's yeah, yeah. me setting the tone mm -hmm. um, for what, what for whatever it is. Because I feel like who else is going to do that? Yeah. I want them to be their own person. I hope they, you know, again, we always talk about, like, you know, standing on the you know shoulders of kings or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I want them to be 500,000 times bigger and better the person that I am. Yeah. Um, but if I don't build anything, I can't help them along the way. My mm -hmm. goal is to establish who I am, be the person that I always want to be and continue to be, and then that's their starting point. And yeah. then they can grow and bloom to whatever they want. Yeah, and as long as you build something that's like passable, you know what I mean? Something right. like they can, it's, it's relevant 10, 15 years, 20 years, 40 years from now, you know what I mean? Right. Something that's passable and they can weather on them, they take over and make it bigger and better. But, you know what I mean? It's only something that's where they can grow on it as well and build their next uh, their legacy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, again... That's not easy, and I'm I'm not the guy like you know I want to yeah. shove it down my you know my kids' throats. Yeah, like yeah. you have to be this, you have to follow in your dad's footsteps. Sure. I don't, but they at this point they don't know what they want right sure. now. So at least I can build something or put something together. So we're talking about like the weight of what your brand is. You yes. don't realize exactly like this dude putting his handprint on that whatever that jail cell whatever. But the weight of who I want to become or who I am is way heavier than what we think. Like How you the kids are watching. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The family's watching. The yes. friends are watching. Listen, I'm going to build my own brand regardless whether my kids want to stick with that brand or build their own. Yeah. That's, a, that's perfectly fine. But if my brand is complete, you know, so, so if you are uh, the the equivalent to the five people around you, my we are my kids are already starting off with a mom and dad. That's two. My sure. specific kids, right? Yeah. So who me and Kel are, that's that's the huge influence of who they will be. Sure. Yeah. Right? right? Absolutely. Or at least aid in that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if they see, you know, mom is a loving, caring, passionate person and dad is the same way, that more than likely they're gonna be loving, caring, passionate people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's beyond just us. Yeah, absolutely. That weight that this, your brand carries is wild. You know, when we come up with an episode 118 titled my brand, you, you just think it's like, okay, here's a superficial, honestly, like it just sounds like a soup, total superficial topic. Yeah. But when you actually dig deep, this thing goes for generations. We are who we are today because of the brand that our my ancestors. Like sure. I can't, I can't fathom the fact. Like, like really take this in, right? Your grandfather had a father who had a father who had a father. Let's only go back five. That to me is a wild, wild thought. Specifically because I've never met my on my dad's side, my grandfather. Mm. And to think that I had, you know, beyond that, like there was life beyond that. 
Sure. Right? When this guy was planting his hand on that, you know, that this, you know, this um Molly yeah. McGuire guy, I my grandfather was alive or his father was alive. Yeah. And think about that, right. we were not even thought of. Right? right? Yeah. So it's like crazy to think like the generations were there and they're just building up if whoever my grandfathers were <laughs> is now trickled down to who we are who we're becoming obviously we can step outside of Absolutely. you know uh w- whatever the mold is and breaking that mold um but we we literally wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them like physically would not be here if Absolutely. it wasn't for them like they survived right. on some crazy thing and that's the reason why we're here so if you can think that wild, right, and you go all the way back to Jesus days, sure. somebody in my you know bloodline kept it alive. Yeah. For a like, think about that. Like we have bloodline going back that far. Yeah. Right. It's the only reason why we're alive today. Like you can't just die out, not have kids, and then you know your bloodline lives. No, that means somebody, some yeah. male or female, whatever it is, was alive that that far then to make who we are today like that thought is what's trippy to me right so that's in in the motivation files i talk about can you look it's a challenge right can you look your ancestors in the eyes and be proud of who you are Hmm. for what they sacrificed back then yeah so pound for pound can you put up what their equivalent Hmm. right because they can't put up they can't throw up a computer Onto what they did, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can't compare it. That's apples that's and right. oranges. I'm saying, like, what you do, like, the impact, that's the reason why impact is so important. Can I, can I put my impact pound for pound up to what my ancestors did? Mm. When it came to, at that point, might have been just survival. Sure. Yeah. Could I live then? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But there's a reason why I'm here now. There's a reason why I was born in this specific era because I think my, I personally believe my impact could be much greater in this era than it would have been then. I personally think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so is there anything, is there, is there such thing as a bad brand? Or is it in, you know, representative or indicative of what that person is or isn't? Like, I feel like a bad brand can turn into something good. Yeah. Uh, like it could eventually like become a fad or a phase of some, of some sort, whether how it's used or I don't know. Something. Yeah, I think people misinterpret brands. Like they could see someone doing something wrong and wearing that brand or doing something like, ah, oh, that they're wearing this, so now they're gonna see it and associate it with whatever that person mm-hmm. was doing, like negatively, and that they can make it a bad brand, but it's really not a bad brand. So, it, but yeah, and and here, here's the thing. Let's just talk about like very superficial, right? Yeah. So if someone's wearing Louis Vuitton, right? What do we associate that was like? Oh, that's a high quality mm-hmm. sure. yeah. you right. know, brand that makes leather goods and all this other kind of things, but we're associating that person now with them. Yeah. Right. Right. That's why a lot of these jobs don't want you posting on social media, like these companies about, you know, their, their company. Like, yeah, don't wear my logo while you're, you know, at a bar doing some knucklehead stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Cause now that's associated them. with Make them my brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But then when we wear Nike, why do we buy Nike? Right, we know in our minds it's the best. It's sure. not even in our minds. If you wear their yeah. stuff, it's Comfort. a quality. Sure. You know, You're um, quality, yeah. yes. Same thing with sneakers. Same thing. But then let's go on the opposite end. What's like what we call quote Bobo brand? Sure. Right. So is that a bad brand? Goose would tell you. Right. 
their intentions were probably really good. You know, that that's yeah. almost like heartbreaking. Like yeah. there's a little family that started this little brand, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And thinking like that is the best in their mind, like their intentions are crazy good. Right. Right. But we're putting them up to this wild comparison. Sure. Um, it, that's almost like small business versus big business. Yeah. It's like my intentions here are just as good as that big business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might one day be that big business. Yeah. Right. You can't take away from me be, just because I'm small. Yeah. Cause it, and even going back to the superficial version of it, like the, I think it was fairly recent. I think it would brand it was that kind of like fell away. It was like, sure. I don't know if it was like start or something. I could be totally wrong with that, but there was something like recently like that. You couldn't like the, the sports suits, whatever it is, the, you couldn't get those. Like you can buy like a whole suit for like 30 bucks. But more recently, like some hip hop person or something, I think yeah, some, per, somebody of influence wore it and those things skyrocket. You can, oh, it's champion. Yeah. It's, it's champion. 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 Yeah. 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 We're just talking about that. Yeah. 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 Did you now, now you what? It's like a hundred some bucks a, yeah. a day yeah. too. That's that's crazy. Just because a couple people wore it now, now it's popular again. Yeah, that's wild. But then again, that goes to association. Yeah. Right. That's like have one person. We talk about like the Bless brand, right? Have one person rock that T-shirt, yeah. and who knows? It can blow up to yeah. something else. It's in our minds. It's that association. Yeah. It's like whoa, that person already has their own brand, right? Like who they are brand wise, not like clothing yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. If he's wearing it, yeah, I need to be wearing it. Sure, mm-hmm. right. Because I know what he already been delivering to the comedy scene for the last 25, 30 years. Absolutely. That dude is literally one of the original kings of comedy, yeah. and he's wearing a little shirt that I made. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that just gives me the chills. Like saying that's, that. That's a, like, a hype. think about how the the gravity and the weight of that. I think it's a quick association. Like, that's cool. You got Cedric the Entertainer wearing your... No, think about that. It's almost like th- when I start talking about your ancestors. It's like, that can almost bring you to tears, sure. right? And like, you keep talking about it. Like, it's almost sad. Like, whoa, that is some heavy stuff. It's the same thing. That's so much more bigger. Regardless of where that goes, that can go absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For right. me, that's everything. Yeah. That's right. That's you, a, you reach yeah. a celebrity. At that right. point, with it, with your brand. but it's also how I value that. There's right. people who who rock other people's brands, and it's nothing to them. Right? They they become so immune to like what is it's just another outfit, or whatever. Yeah, it's like this brand, this Fashion Nova brand. It's like all over whatever they sell, basically like highly stylish stuff for like cheap prices or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. like that's a that's a that's a well known thing. Mm. Um, but they have such, like so many celebrities or whatever are wearing it that you're just like oh whatever it's, yeah you, you become you know like immune to it literally but if one person so okay so for like the blessed brand if like 900 different celebrities were like that's awesome for me but it gets to a point where like okay we get it yeah. Yeah. thing that's when yeah, it becomes sure. into like sponsorships absolutely yeah Do, does nike really need to sell you on the next athlete they sign no no, no. they don't but they continue to do it because they know that's their reputation. That's when they need to mark that as the best. So we're going to get the best athletes, sign them, putting them on a cut. We don't need to be convinced, right? We already know Nike's great. That's right. That's the thing, though. It's like it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, but they need to continue their brand and mm-hmm. who they are. If they stop signing these fantastic athletes or people. Um, all right, so last thing. Would you tell someone to follow their core values, talents, and passions to identify their brand? Of course. I mean, that seems like you, you, kind of what we went back with Gil was here was like that you, you have to be authentic to what you your core values are. Yes. Otherwise, whatever mm-hmm. you're putting, whatever your influence is, it's inauthentic. It's not it's not real to what you are. And like you don't have a real, you're not going to have a real passion for what you're doing if 
your core values on in there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That just goes back to, again, what you're saying is that the, the key word, um, I guess, of the last several podcasts is authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't be authentic or what you're saying, be being you, yeah, exactly. um, who who are you then? You know yeah. what I mean? There's already that person. Okay, so if I'm trying to be, you know, client A, you know, or whatever, hero A, why try to be something that's already is? Mm-hmm. Right? Why not be a combination of A, B, and C, and then now you're D? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Does that exactly. make sense? Yeah. So it's, you can, you can admire, have that person as a mentor and look up to that person. That is your role model. All good, fine, and dandy. That's even like me with my sons. Yeah. Like I hope they get to, lo- they look up to me, you know, and, and respect the person I am, but I want them to be their own person too. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be at my, identically me. Mm-hmm. That takes away from who you truly are because that's not you. you yeah. You're, you're me and your mom put together. So you can't be me physically. Sure. You physically can't be <laughs> me. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like it's like things now, everything's like a hybrid. So it's like the best of this and the best of that. And yeah. they yes. put it together and it yes. becomes something very like useful. Something yes. better or something, you know what I mean? Two different things. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a hybrid. You, you got a lot of miles that are gallon. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. Uh, we like to close things up with quotes, and the first one is by Jeff Bezos. A brand for a company is like a reputation for a person. You can earn reputation by trying to do hard things well. Um, and the last one by Simon Mainwaring. The keys to brand success are self-definition, transparency, authenticity, and accountability. Perfect. All right, so there you have it, folks. My brand. In this episode, the crew discusses their brand in three words. We talk about pride, our legacy, good and bad brands, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Simon Mainwaring and Jeff Bezos. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.